trying to listen. Go, go, please, please speak. Please say what you're saying. But continue. to episode 28 of the hip pod heads podcast i know sage along with novak where we discuss our favorite hip-hop moments we got a special guest on the episode this time tj my gay my guy my guy from way back from from the staffing days bro man ah hustling on these uh these these staffing streets bro <laughs> <laughs> What's up with them? You were on a podcast like not long ago, right? Uh I might have been, man. So okay. I do I do a little bit now for like my actual job. Um, oh, and then some of the stuff I'd just be hopping on here and there. We'd be talking about just like random stuff. It just kind of depends, man. I mean, everybody, everybody pod now, which I like. I think the content yeah. is so much better than some of like the commercials and stuff that's going on. I've been trying to talk yes. to my company about it. Like people don't, people want to be invited to conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yes. three of us on a call right now. Like, can we have a conversation that's engaging enough to make the person feel like they're the fourth person, you know, at the space table, exactly. you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, but no, we go, we go way back, man. That was my first, like, probably like real gig in Chicago. Um, and you're a wild boy. I wish I, I should, I, I should tell some of these, some of these, uh, <laughs> Jason Allstate stories. Hey. That'd, be, that'd be a funny. That'd be a funny. That'd be a funny way to start the pod. After hours, after hours. Well, I mean, like we we got a lot of moments that we can uh, chop it up about. I don't want to go too deep in the bag, but it was fun when we. Can I say? Can I tell one though? Uh, tell yeah, one please though? spill. Right. You got it. So, so this is funny, man. All right, <laughs> this is when I was just like, yo. I only had seen Jason act like professional, like the entire time we was working together. He was always, you know, company man. He was doing what he was supposed to do. Everything was good. We had this meeting where like the higher ups came in and our bosses was in there and our boss's boss was in there. And they basically explained like this new pay structure and scale. And they were like, this is where you guys are currently at compensation wise. This is, you know, where you should be based upon like the market and, you know, your contributions and like all these other kind of things. So then we all sitting there like, okay, cool. That's what's up. Like thinking the only way that this conversation ends with them being like, so we're adjusting you all to, you know, get your pay like where it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the scale. I'm like, I bet. So I'm like 28K under like the minimum, like, I, you know cool, I got a raise. Like, I don't know where Jason was at or just, like, other people or whatever. But that's not how this call ended. And I just saw Jason's face shift. Like, yo, what the F? So did you just tell me that I'm underpaid and you not going to do nothing about it? Is that what you just spent this last 45 minutes doing? <laughs> and then, like, so we leave the meeting and, like, the boss says something to Jason. And Jason just... 
cut that man down. To, like I pulled Jason outside. I was like, bro, you know you can't, you can't talk to you. You can't like, man, you about to be, you about to be unpaid. Like you can't talk to the boss like that, bro. I'm like, we underpaid, cool. And now they've admitted it, but I was just like, you can't go at him like that, man. But I was lo- I was rolling. Like just to see Jason's face, he was smiling. He, I think y'all had the kid on the way too, right? Yes. Yes, indeed, we did. So he's like, was- all right, man, this is going to be good news. I can share it with Maria, you know, when we get home. Like, your boy probably just got about 20, 30K more in pay. And then the money got taken from him. Like, I feel like you already knew what J's you was about to go buy. Like, you was, <laughs> you was already counting the money. <laughs> and they was like, it's not coming. It's not, it's not happening. And Jay was like, nah, I'm not here for it. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, man, that was that was that was facts. I mean, no, the the new Jays didn't come. Yes, I still had to to show you show off the uh the random uh library CDs that I had to borrow that I couldn't buy. Hey, TJ, burn, burn the CD that I got. I got a stack of free CDs from the local library in the suburbs. Um, yeah, couldn't 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 spend none of that cash. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. I can't believe we was actually making that least amount of money. That's gonna sound very privileged. But like in hindsight, it was just like y'all yeah, was real bogus for, <laughs> for the work that what we were doing and how much some people were making off the work we were right. doing. I was like, this, this is right. kind of wild. But it's cool. We had a, we had a dope time, man. Food days, like just chilling. Yeah, plenty of plenty of awesome days, man. And then you know the <laughs> uh, the flag football days and you know I, um, <laughs> open gym basketball, like you know, tons tons of good memories, bro. I, I, I'll be thinking in my head that, you know, wouldn't it be dope to get one more season of flag football? And I'm hey. like, <laughs> I'm like, nah. Uh, <laughs> 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 a lot of feelings were hurt. A lot of feelings were hurt. For sure. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of people on our team had that same <laughs> humbling moment that I just had at that, uh, that, that conference room, uh, Pay structure now, <laughs> but yeah, TJ, man, it's, it's a blessing to have you on the show, man. I've been really, really wanting to have you on this pod for quite some time, and I also want to introduce my cousin Q. I see you on the chat, man. What How you doing? I'm solid, y'all. How about y'all? Good, oh, man. Stuff. Good stuff, man. If y'all remember, uh, we had Q on the show before talking about DMX on episode ten. We were still mourning, obviously, but um. I wanted to have uh, uh, Q and TJ to kind of chop it up on this topic because to be honest, like you two in my eyes are like my, like, how, how can I say it? You're basically um, the experts on the R&B game, if, if I were to put it quite frank, you know? You both, you both know what's going down. We actually were talking about R&B and rap collabs on one of our former episodes in episode four. But Novak has brought up this term a lot in some of our talks, and he would say like hip hop hybrid, like artists like The Weeknd and whatnot. And that, my mind kind of just blew up when I when I when I heard that term. I was like, I never put it, I never put it like that. Like we're talking about like a Kid Cudi or whatever. But even beneath that, like I think like the R and B game has definitely something to say for sure. I'm, I'm gonna put you through this really crude example, so. Check this out. Don't do that. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go there. All right. So look, I was organizing some old ass chords, right? Chords like this where you would like plug in the audio. 
right? Mm. Put them in a bag. Maybe I meet them, maybe I don't. Cords like this, the old ass USB that I got stuff that I still need to charge up. Like the light I'm using right now still plugs in there, right? This cord comes out where it has this on one side and this on the other side. And my head is like, what the fuck do I do with this? I can't even categorize this to put this in the fucking bag. So where I'm going with this is that I feel like the hip hop hybrid artist is like <laughs> something you can't categorize. It could play in multiple lanes. And yeah, I just wanted to hear you both kind of like, like, you know, kind of draw some gems on that. Um, so you trying to take it back to the ox, ox cord days now, huh? The ox cord, <laughs> crazy man. Ox, put it, put it in, the, put it in the cassette tape. Hey, real talk. So that's a double, that's a double barrel question. The first, the first one is basically, you know, draw some gems on what you think is some of your favorite R and B moments that kind of cross over to hip hop, or maybe not, because I feel like R and B in its essence could be hip hop. But the second question is kind of like. I don't know if this is sort of like um, overthinking it, but some people feel like animation always exceeds film or TV because of what they can do. So is hip hop, can hip hop be too preachy? Like Kara's the one is my number one, right or die. No, no question about it, but like is hip hop right. only almost its own, own cautionary tale on like how to sort of stay in one lane and not paint that animated picture like you can in the R&B space or any other musical space? Um, well, I'll go back to the first question and then throw it over to, uh, to, uh, to your cuz, man. But like, like I'm a nineties R and B dude, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up, I'm an eighties baby, like 87, you know? Uh, and then, so the nineties was like peak, like music and stuff for me. So when I think about just like hip hop, rap and essential, like everyone just had like dope features, like all the time. It just, it, it really kind of like. The only person that was I thought was like a real hybrid, meaning like they was rapping and singing and like really doing it at a high level was like Missy Elliott. Like Missy Elliott was rapping and she was singing. Like that's my hybrid model. The only thing really close to her like would probably be like Drake. The other people that are rapping <laughs> and singing, like they don't do them well. Like Tyrese you're a, you're a singer, bro. Like every time I've heard him rap, I've been like, nah, that ain't it. I don't like Chris Brown rapping. Cause he's not really rapping. Like it's, it's just like that. That's not it. You know, music soul child tried to rap that actually, that hurt. I was like, bro, stop that immediately. But I, uh, Missy Elliott was the, like, she's like my mm -hmm. hybrid architect, but I just miss, you know, some of these R and B songs just having a, you know, a, a dope rap interlude, man. I think about like, you know, Puffy and Mace jumping on a Mariah Carey, Bone Thugs and Harmony jumping on that Mariah Carey, um, you know, Mace, Brandy sitting on top of the world. Like those are the type of like songs and stuff that I always felt like, like gave me like that good feeling. Like my go-to song is literally um, Lucy Pearl with, um, Snoop Dogg, like it's on. I think it's on the. Um, I think it's on the Save the Last Dance soundtrack. But, bro, like when I hear that song, like my whole mood changes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, now, people be hating on like Wale, but I'm like, yo, like I'm good with Wale and Jeremiah. I'm good with 
J. Cole and Miguel. Like every time they link up, like hot songs come out. You know what I'm saying? So like that's the type of hip hop kind of stuff that, you know, I'd be looking at. But I don't know. But but I'll turn it over to y'all, what y'all think about it. Well, you made that comment about uh, Missy Elliott. You know, she is like, uh, she's like a triple threat, if you think about it. You're writing it, you're singing it, you're rapping it, you're doing everything in that, in that regard. Now, now, you look at hybrids today, you think about Anderson Pack. you think about, um, yeah, you know, you, The weekend you mentioned, you know, sometimes Tyler, the creator, wants to sing. You know, he's singing on tracks, which is kind of crazy, but you know, he's used auto-tune. And I'm trying to think, who else? Um uh, that's a couple other people out there you think about. Like Jeremiah, you know, he did that, you know, he did that one track with um uh he did that one track with J. Cole and they were trying to vibe it off each other, you know, that uh the airplanes track. And uh it, it sounded pretty good. I think like, you know, you're right, there's some people that shouldn't sing. Like Chris Brown should never rap and sing. He should just sing and dance. That's about it. Or some people might say he's a better dancer than he is a singer. So Chris is an entertainer, and you think about it a hundred percent. But yeah. Music is music is so interesting right now. You think about like uh, like you know we're going through the Taylor Swift revolution. Now she's trying to rap and sing. There's a lot going on out there. Is she really singing or is she really rapping? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, everybody. I'm everybody not... can freestyle now. <laughs> I can't hate on nobody that's printing money like she printing money, but like I couldn't tell you like. I would have to hear the song. I couldn't tell you a title of a single, Taylor Swift song, and like what's he be popping. Most I know about Taylor Swift is she's rumored to be dating or hanging out with Travis Kelsey, and I was like, that's kind of dope because he should he you know he took a shot. But yeah, they talk about Taylor Swift and uh, Barbie and Beyonce, pretty much the entire you know economy right now, like keeping it afloat. Mm-hmm. So I'm with it. Hey, TJ, it's interesting you brought up J. Cole because, like, I don't think anyone would argue that he's probably up there with the top five rappers. But singing-wise, like, yeah, I think you were honestly the first one that played me a J. Cole song when we used to work together. Like, I think when that song popped off, I think it was Workout or whatever, like, my my, yep. my brain started exploding. I was like, I don't even know who this is. Like, they're playing in both lanes. Mm-hmm. They're making the R&B sound work, and they're coming with the, you know, they're spitting the bars, too. So it's kind of like... I, I hear you when you said it earlier, like the features are where it's at, but now sometimes, or even like at the peak of rap, like it's sort of like, it almost is cringeworthy because you know, it's like, all right, let's get the hottest rapper and the hottest singer and let's make money. And it's almost borderline AI, you know, matchmaking at this point, right? So it's like, I think it's sort of interesting when you have an artist that can sort of like choose when they want to kind of double down on both sides. Yeah, or just some art. I mean, some people are rapping and they know they can't sing, but they they just have a different groove to them. Like a lot of people, like they don't like Wale. I love Wale's music. I think the stuff he's doing is is crazy. But then there's other artists like a K Camp, which I love a lot of K Camp's music, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, you know, it's him and like Tory Lanez, but they'd be like, Tory Lanez is a rapper, and I'd be like, is he? Because I only hear him singing, like are using that auto tune type of stuff. So it's just like. You know where 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 do we draw this line, and what do people want to do, right? Because you talk to some people, and they were like, "Oh, hip hop," and it's like it can only be you know chaos. Uh, you know, it can only be common. It can only be you know uh, most deaf. Like I'm just like, 
in hip hop? Like, you know, I'm like, what, what is, how do you want to define it? Which I think to your point, uh, we get so many purists and people that want to claim what it is and what it isn't. And I'm just like, I'm just looking for the groove. That's, that's me. Like, I'm just like, am I vibing? Is the groove hitting? And you know, can we go from there? Hey, Q, on your side, who do you get uh, hip hop R&B wise? I think you're about to hop in in just a sec. I I actually um also wanted to take a moment because like when I was when I saw Q over the weekend, we were chopping it up um in in Cali for a little bit because his his brothers in um in LA area, and I was telling him, um my guy TJ also put me on um what was that TGT right? And I was like. The super group TGT, and he was like, "Well, I don't know if they were sort of a super group as much of uh, as much as a project, right? Because I don't know if they had too much content, but you bring it. They just had the one right? album. They just had the one right? album, but like that's really Tank. Like Tank is my favorite R and B artist. I love like all of Tank's music. I just can't go to the concert because I'm just like it's not designed for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not." I'm not sitting second row and you just, you know, with the baby oil and all that. But the music itself, from like a like from an R and B standpoint, mm -hmm. like he was writing and producing and singing and, and going crazy with that. But yeah, man, like some of my favorite artists right now on the R and B tip, they're just doing some just unique stuff. Like I'm huge into Mac Airs right now. I'm big into a, a kid out of Toronto called John Vinyl. Um you know, it's just I just think music's in a really dope spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creativity's off the charts right now. You think about, you know, you know, you look at you look at the fact that the hip hop influence on like R and B right now is, is pretty nice, you know. But at the same time, R and B is being reborn, you know, with a, with a little bit of an edge on it right now. It's not even pop anymore. It's that the people are really just blowing out really nice stuff. You know, if you think about like even. Even the weekend, you know, said the fact that I used to think the weekend was a group. When he first came out, I'm like, that's got to be a group of people. But that's just his uh, multiple different personalities. You know, you think about it, or you know, like we mentioned it earlier. You know, you look at uh, Anderson Pack, right? So he's got that West Coast vibe, and then he's got that really nice flow. And then you know, he kind of blew up. You know, he you no, know, you know, they connected. You know, they connected and they formed the other super group. And they formed, uh, you know, Jason. What's that group? Uh, you know, Anderson Pack and. Um, you know, Bruno Mars, right? Yeah, Bruno Mars. And Bruno, uh, you know, Bruno Mars basically, you know, is, he, you know, voice-wise, you know, the guy is incredible. You know, he's a, he became a better performer, but, you know, he dropped, I call him Super Bowl Bruno. You know, the Super Bowl is where he really got on stage and really blew up in uh, music industry-wise because he was always been out there. But, you know, when he got on the big stage, he just took off. And everybody's like, uh, who is this guy? I mean, it's. He yeah, he went crazy. Went crazy. He did. He went. He went crazy at the Super Bowl. Then he went crazy at the Grammys, like two years in a row, to the point where I was just like, like I don't that album. He ate off that album for like eighteen months, like stop. Crazy, because then he had the collab with uh, Cardi B. That was towards like the end of it. But I was just like, yo, Bruno's eating right now. Like he is fully in his bag. Um, yeah. So I don't feel that way about a lot of artists, but uh, I thought Bruno went crazy though for for that time period. But I just feel like how artists be doing stuff. 
Like somebody hit me the other day talking about Justin Timberlake about to come back with something. And I was like, is he though? Because I don't know. Like, I feel like, so you talk about the hip hop and the R&B kind of blend with some of the stuff. Like, Justin had a run where Timberland was doing his stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this high quality. And then he tried to go make a country album. And then he'd been acting. And I'm like, I don't know if Tim can save you, bro. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's not it's not good. But Tim put his touch on on his stuff for yeah. sure. JT has been over ever since he didn't back Janet. He's been done with me in Super Bowls since. Oh, then. for sure. That I part. mean, I mean, it, it, I got into an argument with an old high school classmate. Classmate talking about, oh, J Lo's Super Bowl was the best Super Bowl. I'm like. You must mis- be mistaken. This is not you're not you're not nah. saying this to me right now. Like once again, between Michael Bruno, Prince. that's about it for me. Prince, and even Justin being disrespectful and doing a Prince the tribute. Prince tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After his 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 passing, like immediately after, like. And JT how he was has, talking about you want to talk about culture vulture. JT has been the epitome of one for how long, for, in my opinion. And time. I don't give I, after it was bye 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 and all that stuff and that whole that that was your last friend, bro. And you know, even Fifty helped him a little bit, you know. Or oh yeah, you know, he, had, he had a couple of bangers to your point, but I think JT never had could stand the test of time because he's just like, where's Robin Thicke at? Where's JT at? Where's Where's Ricky Martin at? Like, where are those dudes of like that era that kind of were flashing the pan that's still not, you know, even with Swifties coming back, like you guys literally the pandemic hit and y'all disappeared. And you were living sure. high and rich off of y'all, y'all residuals and your uh, selling your catalog and everything in the background and made it a new trend. Ain't never really been loaded to the game. Uh, sorry, I had to say bye to my my sister in law real quick, but um, because I'm in Cali out here with Kendrick and them. But um, I mean, a lot of things y'all touching right now. I feel like when you talk about these hybrids, like R and B and hip hop have always been a collabo. But like, there was a big discussion back in, not too long ago, maybe a year or two ago, when Versus was really getting kicked off. And Ja Rule was doing an interview with Breakfast Club talking about I'm the ultimate hybrid. I made it cool, like, until 50 came in and destroyed his career. Singing and rapping was cool with Ja, even before Drake. So it's kind of like, to y'all point, like how all these people don't want to be an R&B artist. They want to be an artist now. But, like, that melodic sound, like, I think people who have been true to the game and mastering has always been, like, Drake undefeated the godfather of the hybrid. Um, I feel like people who are honorable mentions is like Charles Gambino, Vince Minson. Like, um, I remember when me and Jay went to a, a 444 concert and Vince was there and um, he played a couple of songs. That boy really locked it down for me where I was like, I looked at him like an actual artist than just like a rapper. Who was but that? Like, Oh Vic, yeah, Vic Mensa was dope, but mm, didn't Vic yeah. get into some trouble though? I mean, who doesn't? I mean, everybody, <laughs> everybody guy has some trouble, you know. Even if I had to say another hybrid that's pretty decent, that you know, we'll see what happens after he do his bid. 
It's Tory Lanez. Low key, he's like slept on, in my opinion. Tory was Tory was moved until he got locked. He was he, he was moving. the savior of the pandemic. Like freaking quarantine radio was like busting. Like Lit. you had a whole movement behind that. Like and like for he was, he was really doing like, his best stuff. Exactly, and I just think that he was he had a rising to oh, and one I would say I I'm so sorry, but T Pain, everybody T-Pain. you talk <laughs> you talking about Missy. Missy's like kind of, I don't want to say she birthed that, but like if you had to throw like a real triple threat, I'm producing, I'm rapping, mm-hmm. and I'm singing. And I ain't seen T. I met him in live. I met him, shook that man's hand after his brother passed, and like saw him throw Like you talking about energy and performance, like the total package artist. Like he is so slept on in so Absolutely many genres. Like, mm-hmm. like, like even mentioning that, like those are real hybrids. Is I'll give it to T yeah. Pain, I'll give it to Drake because he was doing it before Drake was doing it. But you know, I'll mention Ja, but he ain't on the list because it's just I'm Team Genius over here anyway. That's another mm-hmm. topic. But you know, events and like childish game, you know, like these are some of those artists that, like in my opinion, are like real hybrids that can do it all. And I thought Chance was heading. I thought Chance was heading in there, like Chance the rapper. He plays I that he was fest, heading though. There. He playing that. Well, fest, I like, I'm a Christian rapper, but then it's like I want to be <laughs> with my boys and kicking in, doing hood rat shit with my hood rat friends, but I can't commit because God gonna, you know, yeah. commit sin on yeah. God if I do that too hard. Like, and I think it's just one of those things where. Um, some of the stuff we're touching on when we talk, like those are in my opinion, like real hybrids, but like, um, I always feel like it's always a collabo, you know, like, like how you were mentioned TJ, like it's always going to be all I need by I met the man married. That's my fallback for the ultimate collabo for, you know, the pinnacle of, I mean, for yeah. my timeline for, um, art being hip hop, being a, a collabo, but, um, I'm about I was 50 thinking about Chris that. Brown. Oh, 50 and Chris 50. Brown? Mm-hmm. I'm mm. the man. I'm the man that's real nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you can take it all the way back, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how the artists and the stuff they used to put together, like, if you think about some of the most classic, like, okay, cool, let's go to DMX, right? Like, RIP. But, like, how's it going down with Faith Evans? You're going to tell me that's mm-hmm. not in his top five of, like, of his of his work like for me it is i'm just like even just the ad libs alone in that song is hilarious like mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> the ad lib game yeah because <laughs> they don't bring that back i just feel like i don't know I, like some of these some of these cats like like Lil uzi can't who he gonna collab with on an rb on an rb track you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i, I don't want to hear that don't you catch a little Uzi? I pay to see that. Mm. You know what? Actually, you know what? Honorable mention though. Um, and I don't know how good she's really been at it since then, but Pink Friday, mm-hmm. like Nikki was rapping and singing her butt off on that entire. Oh album. damn, damn! I forgot. I totally forgot about Nikki. Mm-hmm. You could put Nicki Minaj in that real true hybrid catalog, like low key. She like, and then she came after first, Swifties, and then she lost it all. But that's another. Yeah, mm-hmm. got canceled. Another, mm-hmm. 
You gotta keep them industry friends. You gotta keep them industry friends. <laughs> Carrie Hilson or so. Man. She got canceled. Real quick. <laughs> she just quick. parts her body everywhere all over the atmosphere right now. I mean, Carrie, Carrie had everything, but yeah, yeah, choices. Can't, can't, can't talk about Beyonce. That's true. She can't do that. That's a no-no. Can't even say her name on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even B trying to drop bars now. Like, that's... Lemonade. Think about the Lemonade album. Yeah. That whole album, she's rapping and singing that whole album, basically. Even yeah. though it's, it's Jay Ray, it's, it's Jay's voice. You know, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, like... You know, sorry, that song, Sorry, that's Jay. That's Jay rapping, you know, as, as you know, that's Beyonce performing a Jay-Z song. That's what Sorry is. Hey, yeah, I'm like, I see that. Yeah, her wife, yeah. The Carters, that, think about the Carters. <laughs> I don't want the Carters. I want, I want Reasonable Doubt Jay-Z back. I want him back. I don't want the family man. I want Jay, I want, I want Reasonable Doubt back. Like, we'll never get that back, but it's sad because you listen to the Carters, I understand the whole family thing with Ivy and everybody, but it's too much. You know, it's it's too much harmony. I, I, there's something that's too much harmony sometimes on R&B albums. It's too perfect, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Be careful what you wish for, Novak. If you get, you know, um, Sean off off the Beyonce books, you know, he might be hanging out on the boats with Ye, getting some uh-huh. not safe work photos on or some shit. Uh-huh. No boy, man. That's gonna be the album. I'm not gonna lie, man. Bad. For real, it really will be though. I mean, I, I would listen to it, but like, <laughs> I almost, man, almost like, I'm not gonna say I kind of got like, I got emotional listening to graduation the other week, man. It just, uh, it just kind of, it just came on and uh, uh, a stronger hit, and I was just like, it was just a time in life where like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everything was good. And I was just like, man, like, how do we get here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think I mean, it's I just one of those things when you get told no so many times. It's like um something I had told someone one time, um, when you get isolated, you know, that's when your best work comes out. Like nobody was everybody was gatekeeping Kanye, you know. And then it's like, until it came to that point where, you know, a couple of, you know, industry people fall off. Like, if you look at that documentary, I only got so far in that, but you kind of really seen that timeline, how, like, he had things in the bag before they were even coming coming to the forefront. And it's just kind of like how just, like, I feel like the industry have gatekeep so many artists for so long. And it's like, Oh, it's not your time yet. We got to wait. We got to wait. We got to hold off because we got other projects out there or other artists that you'll conflict and kind of like clash against. Cause you sound like the same person at one time. And then, you know, then you do make a break when you start, you know, creating your own lane. But I think that, when Jay kind of started getting out of the way and started really CEOing for Def Jam, you know, that's that made enough room for him to get up in there. And then, you know, a couple of Rockefeller artists fall off, you know, Memphis didn't pick up the throne like he was supposed to, and then Kanye takes off. But, like, I think um, then you look at, like, the downfall after graduation, 
you know, like I was telling Jay, like when we were looking at the documentary, I'm like, that's why everybody's love with those 808s for so many years <laughs> and that, and that vibe it brought. And then you see dark fantasy and like how my boy was talking about at, at cookout, like, Oh, I love the artistry behind dark fantasy. And, but I'm like, that was the prequel to where we at now, you know, to like the destruction that everybody's like, he was in, he's losing his mind. He's always been a genius, but you know, you, 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 you got like, I was like, he's like, how you look at Kanye? I'm like, he's light years ahead of us. And we're just, he's got to remember to slow down for us to catch up. And it's just one of those things where now he's so, it's like Elon Musk trying to explain a fucking, a rocket to you. And he's just like, dog, I'm past that now. Like, we ain't even, we ain't even talking about rockets no more. It's mad true though. Cause I mean, the production on my beautiful Dark Twist of Fantasy was just like, top but i don't think he's mm -hmm. ever gonna go to the level even just looking at the documentaries and stuff around that album how he was redoing stuff and he was in hawaii and he was flying people in and they were so much collab mm -hmm. and just like everything mm -hmm. was perfect on that so then come to the life of pablo which had much more of a raw feel to it like you could see some of the same absolute like genius and stuff to it but it just wasn't as refined as like a My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And then a lot of people that mess with Ye, I thought Ye was all right. I didn't really mess with Yeezus. That's that's one of the albums I didn't really mess with. But like, it's just crazy. Like, you're absolutely right, though. It's just like, we're not running the same race. It's like, yeah, technically we are the same, you know, species, but like, mm -hmm. he's a different, he's different. But Yeezus, Yeezus is light years ahead right now. Utopia. From Travis Scott sounds like Jesus. If you listen to Jesus, you know, I heard Utopia and I was like, did Ye drop an album? No, that's Travis Scott. The difference between Travis Scott is Travis Scott does these ad libs, you know, his albums where he'll you know, he'll take the track and deconstruct it and he'll you know he'll drop another track at the end of the track almost. He did it with Future and everybody else. Say like Future's mm -hmm. a hybrid. You know, you want to talk hybrids mm -hmm. at this point. But um Jesus is so far ahead of the, of the scale. You know, he's on the new, you know, he, you know he's talking about, you know, he, you know, he's talking about, when he, on the Jesus album, he's in such a weird place. This is like post, this is like Kim is messing up and I got to figure it out. You can feel that he's getting ready to break up with his family. So, you know, Ye has like steps in development toward where he's trying to go. Then he, then he cussed everybody out and they were religious at that point. Then he went into the whole, I want to love God and everything else. But he's still cussing on those albums. You know, profanity on, on Jesus was at all-time high. He bottomed out at the end of Jesus, basically, <laughs> and he went religious. And then the religious people, the secular people got mad because they was like, how does he win a gospel for putting out, putting out a gospel album? But the thing about it was he did gospel better than gospel people because, you know, he was coming from pain on that one. That that whole, you know, the Jesus album, that, that that's yeah. some crazy stuff. When you listen to it, I saw mm -hmm. it live in Northern Ireland. I went out to that concert. There were, oh, there, was, wow. there was people out there smoking weed and crying. I was like, what is going on yeah. out here? You know, yeah, wearing was... burlap sack mm -hmm. outfits, man. You, you know, the whole Yeezus movement. Yeah. I think he... And, then, and like how you were saying, he kind of bringing Drake in on that project too, mm -hmm. on that Amazon concert and everything. And you know like, why, right? a lot on this. Oh, I mean, that's like kind of making peace. It's like literally the definition of keeping your enemies close. Mm -hmm. close you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And then just like, it's like kind of like a truce. But then it's like, I can't really sing, sing at all. So I need some help. But I mean, to your point that you're making, like, like, 
I was I was uh, hearing this one um, conversation. They were talking about women like Mary J and all them. Like women could talk about their pain in their relationship, and they make crazy money doing it. Mm-hmm. But men, when they do it, it's like you being weak, you being soft. Or to your point, I could cross over from. I was like talking about OnlyFans and you know Pornhub, and then oh, I'm back to God. You know, like everybody's <laughs> like to see the transition of a human humanity literally being displayed in front of you. But I mean, just some people are not able to do that. It's like how he already is like cancel culture. Like y'all can't even cancel me no more. Like nobody really get canceled now. And now it's like, now they went from Adidas dropping him and him not being worth $4 billion. And now like, Oh, they're staring down the barrel of a lawsuit and nobody's talking about it right now. And you about to pay this man his money because you, fucked around and found that cute cute so i was um walking through the mall nearby your brothers right mm-hmm. uh, near, nearby la and mm-hmm. westfield shopping right i just like browse through foot locker check it out mm-hmm. check out the jays i can't buy like tj said earlier i walk mm-hmm. through whatever like a finish line i walk through vision studio i never heard of this place they got like <laughs> hundreds of yeezys on the left wall Hundreds mm-hmm. of Jordans on the right wall and playing like the dirtiest, nastiest songs you can imagine. It's Chicago, and, man. Don't say it, bro. No, but that, that was like in LA. That was nearby where your bro at. But I mean, I'm I know, saying like, I mean, that's Chicago. That's word. Jay. That's Jay oh, and Yeezys. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. None, none, none of her shoes were man. under like three C notes, like legit. But that's that's what to my point. Like that's Chicago, man. Like the shoe game has been on lock since Jordan. And someone like Jesus to come out the gates from Chicago and to be able to do that, if not arguably almost as good or better, you know, but I digress. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting your thought, but you know, that was it. That was it. I mean, like, I, I might have to hop off in a bit, but y'all can still chop it up. I think one of the other things I was thinking about was like, so my my kids are actually getting into hip hop and it's been really a blessing to kind of introduce them to stuff I'm into. But I was sort of like schooling them on this cringeworthy like act of like songs that would have rap collabs and the same songs that they would pull the rap collab, right? So it's like, you know, like Empire State of Mind, like Alicia Keys has a version without Jay. And I'm going through this exercise of different stuff, like, you know, the Rihanna one with Eminem and the Rihanna one without M. And it's like, can you play the one with the rap? Like, don't play the other one ever again. So it's just kind of like hilarious, like how much, <laughs> you know, like how how the industry is so afraid of rap, but obviously, you know, hip hop and rap being like the number one music right now and everyone's making money, but, you know, categories are obviously being um, eliminated. I, I just I just was curious on your thoughts to that. Like, and, and the other thing too, that kind of um, I'm thinking about like, TJ, you brought up that Snoop collab. Like, I literally was listening to um, Snoop's first album, like, yesterday, only because, like, you know, 50 Years of Hip Hop, I saw Slick Rick at uh, T Chicago, um, I think it was, like, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, like, Snoop doing the Slick Rick song. That whole Snoop album, and arguably a lot of his albums, is, like, infused with R&B. Like, there's some times where he just, like, takes the time out and lets, like, stylistics take over or just you know whatever like r&b gods that he was like trying to culture everybody into to kind of take over the album so i mean i feel like a lot of those artists 
that kind of do that, that are hybrids, or even if they aren't hybrids, they want people to know what their parents made them listen to was like, you know, almost a blessing in itself, whether dropping you know, like Easter raps or whatnot. That's wild. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm all for I'm all for people just reaching like they pretend. Like I feel like people, there's people that want to do it and that could easily be in that lane and create that lane, but they're so scared about like what sells or what companies are buying, you know. And they just, they just fall, they just fall off, man. I'm just kind of like, that's why I like, I feel like it's, it's a crazy evolution of just like artists um, that like I first get put on and then you kind of just see the transformation like of those artists. So like perfect example, like you and I, we went to the Bryson Tiller concert, right? And kind of a hybrid within that kind of Tory Lanez kind of thing. Yes, I didn't really go to see Bryson Tiller. I went to go see her because she was opening for Bryson Tiller. And then I come back and I see her and who's opening for her, her is tone stiff. So then I'm like, okay, so that's cool. So her's headlining. Hey, wasn't Metro Boomin opening one of those shows too? That, that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Metro Boomin, he opened for, uh, for, uh, for Bryson too. But then I go back and like I said, I'm rocking with this, this, uh, this kid out of Toronto, John Vinyl. And I wanted to see John Vinyl but it's tone, it's tone show. So it's just literally like you see these artists, but now like sometimes I see her or like, I literally was just thinking this morning, I'm watching ESPN and her singing on a um, nationwide commercial. And I was like, I admit, I felt like she was, <laughs> I felt like it was different, you know, like back in the day. Like I was just Cash like, I don't rap. know. Yeah, I'm like, is he still ours? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just kind of depends. So when I'm thinking about this collab and this hybrid kind of thing, I feel like people are just trying to go, like, where the checks is at. That's why when he brought up, you know, T-Pain, bro, like, everyone run into a Taylor Swift concert, and I guess, like, I don't know her albums like that. And I don't really know Beyonce's albums like that, too. I still think Beyonce's best album is The Writing on the Wall with Destiny's Child, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but, um, like... A T Pain concert, I feel like he would be in that mode rocking. Like, and he could sell out at all times. Like, and just be in there just doing his thing. Other artists just can't do that. Like, I don't care what they hybrid and all this other kind of stuff kind of go back and forth, but I don't know. It, it, like, it bothers me that T Pain doesn't get to put out more music than he does, or that, like, he's not as popular as he was when he basically ran everything for like a seven year mm-hmm. period, you know? So it's one of those. Like, give me T Pain and Ja Rule. I'm gonna go see that. I'm gonna go see that show. Ja Rule still no. got good music. No, we ain't doing. As long as fifty is allowed to show up. <laughs> no, exactly. We could give you fifty and T, but I ain't giving you fifty and Ja. I'm sorry, but I'm just anti Christ on that shit. But I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things. To your point, like, I think a lot of uh, like Pain. I think he. It's kind of like he came up to gimmicky era. Like how he talked about his kind of like self-love journey, like all by these big ass chains and it actually says big ass chain or, you know, to prove a point, like I I got money or I can afford it or 
he has all these hats and all these different things that kind of like drew attention to him instead of like how he got called out. Like, you're not really working on your craft. Like you can't really sing. And then when he actually took the time out to stop drinking lean or really focus on his vocals, you know, he recommitted to himself and in that dynamic of being a actual pure artist. Um, I think he's too. I still think on. he has the best tiny desk. Sorry. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Tiny desk still, is my I, jam. I, yeah. I think. I think. I think T Pay's tiny desk is like top five. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. I think it even helped tiny desk get more exposure after him. Like everybody was more willing to do it. <laughs> um, it's better than juvenile one. The juvenile one is pretty good, but that that mm-hmm. T Pain tiny desk man, he was man, in his own. Even uh, Snow Allegra. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Usher, Tank, like some other R and B artists that actually come down there and sound like what they sound like on records. Mm-hmm. It's a good move. It's a good look for them. If and, you can uh, do it, it's a good move. Like Duran mm-hmm. Bernard. I mean, I'm a big Duran Bernard fan. Mm-hmm. Like his Tiny Desk was crazy. I thought um, Toby. I thought Toby's Tiny Desk was crazy. Tyler, Tyler, the Creator's Tiny Desk is in my top three. Like go back and look at that. It's nice. Not he was in his element. He was in like that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like he just the way he was interacting with the crowd, with his background mm-hmm. singers, like the musicianship of it. Like I feel like he thought it out, and he came out mm-hmm. there and he put on like a really dope tininess. And I was just like, that's it's mm-hmm. up there. That's it's how I felt there. about uh, Gambino's. Gambino's was really dope too. And him even I thought his was great. other people, other people's yeah. songs really showed me his skill set. Like even like maybe another podcast in the future, like talking about artists that are cover that can do covers, but they just can't do their own songs. Like sometimes I ha- I feel sad for them because like sometimes people do covers of like my favorite artist songs and they actually sound better than the actual artist. And just kind of like you know those ghost writers or people who are in the background that you know help with that launching pad for that project. And then as you know, it's like, that's why I feel like just to touch back on Carrie Hilson, like that was her downfall. She's did so many reference tracks. It's like, you got stuck, you know, like pain recognized. Like I did so much production for people. I like, I need to hold some of this for myself. And that's why he has uh, the buying power of his collection. And like, 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 like maybe a versus for me would be like, I don't know, like a good versus would be like Jermaine and Puff, but like someone that like maybe a Missy and T Pain will be good because like the songs they could say they were on, like man, or even somebody like Neil and like versus Carrie Hilson, like they they've done so much songs for people that it's just like the no Neil wrote want, uh, Beyonce's. I like, like let me yeah, yeah, let me let me throw let me throw one at you there because this is the one that mm-hmm. I want. This is the verses that I want. I feel like it needs to happen, and people will be very, very shocked. It's the dream and Neo. That would be a good one. I ain't gonna lie, because dream and like they both are error appropriate because they came up at like the same damn time and kind of broke through in that sense. But the dream, the the dreams always felt like a it felt like a better version of Jassy Faye if you think about it. So (laughs) Jassy Jassy Jassy. Yeah. never got over the top you know what i mean the dream came and did everything jesse Faye wanted to do it's almost like he's like you know the r&b kid of that you know that particular era if you think about it yeah mm-hmm. that's fair that's fair enough 
But people don't people don't even be knowing some of them songs that Dream wrote. They like, oh, what? And they don't know oh, some yeah. of the songs that Neo that Neo wrote too. And I'm like, hey, the man, catalog is savage on a lot of the people who just like, name drop. It's a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a shame because he a creep, but that R. Kelly Tank versus would have been crazy too. But nobody's beating him in the verses. I mean, yeah, no Kelly shows up in yeah. verses. He he versus he going against himself at this point. It's like, man, it's like that who, catalog. Who, it's ridiculous. I mean, shit. I mean, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't be mad to even see Usher and Chris Brown off the strength of it all. You know, that, that's a good. Like, that's a good battle. Mm-hmm. Do, they, do they dance to sell the score at the end? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like you have to. I don't know. I would Usher, want. It. Give me Usher. big ass stage where both of them bring your team out. <laughs> we gonna, Usher, gonna do this. Usher, gotta be, what, Usher like forty two. How old is Usher? You know what? He can take some ACHs for that show and get ready. Yeah, I was going to say, he's going to have to get some shots in his knees and stuff. Pause. Mm-hmm. Right, whatever he needs. Whatever he needs. Uh, I'm an Usher fan <laughs> right here. Like, shit, Jason used to tease me with that shit. Like, oh, you think you got the oh. ring in your ear? You Usher now? I'm like, yo, don't you come for my body. You couldn't tell me that confessions were in everything when I was a senior in high school. Like Man, I went to that like, concert. I, I, I was low key thinking about. I was thinking about taking Wifey to go see the uh, the Vegas show. Um, but then in the back oh, of my wow. head, I'm like, do I just want to see it? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you could come with yeah. me, <laughs> right? You know, but uh, we didn't post this on the stick. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was mad. I was mad. That's all. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go see Jill Scott when she was here. I didn't go see her. I should have. Mm. I mean, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a dope artist. I mean, you think, you know, that's probably the hardest artist that nobody understands that hard. You know, Jill Scott, she, she's savage with it, to be honest with you. It's a lot of artists that are real good, but she really is. She really says she feels like everybody. That's the one we talked about a lot. She behaves like a dude, you know, in terms of like the style, the demeanor. Yeah. You know I mean, She's just, she's created mm-hmm. other artists. And under two thousand three stacks has not been seen since. Common's not the same person. Uh <laughs> she be glimmering dog. She be glimmering folks and just uh it's just rough out there. Man, America. man we be, we saw him in the airport playing a harmonica. Uh three stacks. Like, when you can get when you can get Andre and um what's her other baby daddy's name? Um Oh, the uh, the J L rapper, yeah, 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 yeah. When you could get to like the hardest like hip hop heads to be cool with you, and y'all like one big happy ass family like that, that pussy got some pussy power <laughs> that is just like ridiculous. Like I would hate to be in that situation. Like I don't want no That's smoke wild. with her. <laughs> like, they are one big happy ass family. Like, oh, we're cool. We see each other. You know, we do the kids' birthdays and everything. Like, yo, like, I don't know how to do that short. That's like Jada having her world with like Will and August all over again, and everybody's cool with it. <laughs> like, like, everybody, yeah, everybody in the house is cool with it. We not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. some crazy stuff, man. I remember that whole Philly Connect wave, though, uh, mm-hmm. when they was like, 
We had the Roots. I think the Roots, were, they were killing it. They had some good hybrid kind of tracks mm-hmm. and stuff, too, when they oh, were yeah. working with Neil, working with Erica. A group that I still think is a little underrated, but they first two albums I thought was crazy. And they literally had the hybrid duo with Floetry. I thought Floetry mm-hmm. was dope. I was I, oh, I thought I could have I could have swore man. they was going to be around I for could. a minute. I wish I wish I could be. I still listen to that Butterfly Live soundtrack. Amazing! Mm-hmm. Like you talking about being in your feels, like put on, um, let's say yes, like uh, soundtrack live and like look at the visuals. Like man, like you talking about some real soulful ass moments on that record. And uh, just that album. And then, damn, like, low-key, I I slept again. Like, when you look at, like, a real true hybrid, Lauryn Hill. Like, I'm sorry, Queen. Like, I just disrespected the whole lineup. It just alters the lineup, ultimately, because just her versatility and just being scorned by the industry is just kind of like the rebelliousness of her. And, like, how she's trying to pay tribute a little bit more now, but it's just like... You create a stigma behind you, like you don't come on time, like you don't want this work, you don't want this job. And it hurts me as a fan, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, because even I mean, I sent Wifey down to Essence Fest, and she ended up going to the Missy Elliott show. But I had tickets mm-hmm. for like multiple shows, and I was like, "Do you want to see Missy Elliott?" And I was like, "Do you want to see Lauren Hill?" And it was mm-hmm. kind of like. Mm. Am I going to see Lauren Hill if I decide to see Lauren? That part. <laughs> that part. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we just went ahead and chopped it up and went and saw Missy, which I think was the, probably the better show, though. Because she was mm. like, I totally forgot Missy had this track, this track, this track, and this track. And I was just like, mm. yeah, Missy can go crazy for days. Well, I mean, she, she ran she ran from 96 to about 2004. She ran about eight yeah. years across across time. You got to think in that time you had Puffy putting on shiny suits. You had Wu Tang. Wu Tang was in the mix in that situation. Um, you know there was a lot of there was a lot of opposition when she was out. She was an anti-serious artist. You know there was a lot of serious stuff going on during that time period. Hmm. You know, Biggie, but then she was, yeah. But she was writing for a lot of those R and B acts mm-hmm. that kind of came back too. So like the Seven yeah, the Totals. And then she was, you know, uh, Sierra, Jasmine Sullivan, mm-hmm. like, see, you know, like Missy got her, her fingerprints on a lot of stuff. Yeah, we saw 702 in Milwaukee in, in 90, in 97, uh, uh, Summerfest, and she was with them, and you could tell it's her style. You, you could listen to some artists, but I know who wrote this. So it's, it's, it's obvious, you know, in that situation, her production is all over that industry, if you all in the industry during that time period. I mean, you know, other than, you know, Puff's producers producing a lot of stuff, but, you know, Bad Boy touched a lot of stuff and a lot of things just didn't make sense at that time and point. You know, like this last album is nice. Uh, that Love album, that thing is nice. Um, I hate to say it, but <laughs> but the production on that is it's, it's, it's good. It's good. I mean, you on know. On what album? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't trust him, but I listen to that album. I'm listening to it like, okay, Puff, what's going on with this album? I mean, he he's dropping these lines and these these statements, and everybody goes like, what is he on? You know what I mean? The Kim I mean, Porter song is crazy. I don't know if you heard that. It's real nice. Nah, I haven't heard none. Of it. it sounds like that's a confession, if anything. At best, the way you're talking about it, I haven't heard none of this album. But it's like 
It's like that last train to Paris. You ever heard last train to Paris? Yeah. Uh, see now, I see. I was about to say that because I think last train to Paris was nice. Like I thought the production on that was crazy. Uh, and some of the songs they had put together, and uh, I liked it. No, so, I know a lot of people there. A lot of people didn't like the album. But... No, I understand that one. That that's one of the ones you listen to, but it's a mood. It's it's got to be a certain mood or whatever, a certain vibe for that one. You know, th- yep. this this thing is. I don't know. This one is like it's it's hard to describe. You know, it's confessions. It, it, it's it's puffy confessions from uh from Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Best way to oh, put wow. it. Wow. He's telling a lot. You listen to what he's saying. It's kind of like you can't understand what he's going with this stuff. You know, like you know, you listen to artists. You know, like you know, like uh, Luther never saying to a gender in particular, but he's saying to somebody, and people mm-hmm. joking and singing to Freddie Jackson. That's what the love album is like, you know, in that situation. Oh, wow. it's, so it, there's a lot of innuendo. Like, you know, if you mm. weren't alive during that time period and you listen to this, you just think it's somebody playing music in the club. No, he's telling he's telling all types of stuff. You listen to it and you're like, okay, is this a, is that that fight he had with Mace? Who is he talking about right here? So that's what that album mm. was like. That album was like him telling all everything he's did wrong and everything he's mm. not been convicted for or whatever you want to put in that light. So it's a oh, man. It's a statue. Write an apology letter to Shine. Mm-hmm. Man, right. <laughs> does he apologize to Shine? Or uh, he, took a picture, he, he took a picture with him recently hugging him. Have you seen that picture? Man, nah. he sounds like he's trying to write his wrongs before it's too late. What about Black Rob though? No, oh, no, you don't want that. You can't write that wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what we gonna touch on? We gonna touch it all? We selective. <laughs> hey, ain't touching GDAP either. No, of course yeah. not. Man, that's but you know what? I mean that that album, yeah, that's, that album could be his own podcast. That love album. I mean the type, the cover is creepy. You know, it's him in the background, faith into love or whatever. I'm like, what is this? It's like hmm. it's, it's it's trying to be Kanye like without the Kanye effect. You know, what I mean, it looks like hmm. the beautiful dark nightmare cover. If you see it, and you're like, did he take the whole cover? <laughs> but you know it's very similar mm. I mean he just had an interview with Breakfast Club I'm gonna have to do some I'm gonna have to I agree do some we should all look into that album and look at some current events mm-hmm. oh yeah it's, yeah tied to Kim Porter and everything else and you mm-hmm. might you might get you know Cassie there's, there's, you know he's talking about Cassie on the album oh damn he, oh it's deep oh no I oh, mean wow. I'd be hurt if I lost yeah. Cassie too though mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think Cassie hard, Cassie go harder than J Lo. That's just uh, uh, how I feel about it. I, I think, but, uh, I think Puff, <laughs> man, Puff, Puff is beyond gender. I think at this point, that's what I, that's what I'll say about that. He's beyond the norm. That's what I think in that mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Puff is. That's a whole conversation piece about what you think about Puff. But you know. He's different. That's like Frank Ocean. When you think about Frank Ocean, that situation, mm. nobody believed. If Frank said what he was, what he was about, nobody believed. They're like, "This is impossible." But Frank, Frank's vinyl goes for like three X on the internet and stuff like that. Wow. He's, he's the only R and B artist that his materials sell for like three to four times the price of what they normally cost. Yeah, I remember hearing that interview about that. Like he has hella residual behind his stuff, like that retains value. Yep. Oh man, oh, he finessed. He finessed. He finessed. He finessed mm-hmm. the whole industry and disappeared. Yeah, I'm not even mm-hmm. mad at I'm, I'm eating off of this for 10, 10x, like you said. I'm gonna eat off this, and y'all ain't gonna never hear from me again. It's gonna yeah. be like that. That aftermath 
Like we're never gonna get detox, but you keep no. hearing that it exists. <laughs> like, he's on that shit. It sounds like like I'm gonna drop another album, maybe, but it's already made. But I'm never gonna release it. But this vinyl, though, that's three three times worth. It's it's original price. I mean, you yeah. need the album Orange. You need the album Orange, and he's supposed to drop like red and stuff. But they all got colors, so basically, he drops mm-hmm. orange. I mean, and that album. Came on vinyl, disappeared. It was like sixty dollars in record shops. You know, you go like the places here in Chicago, and it was that price. And what happened pretty much that it escalated up to um, like three or four hundred bucks. Frank Ocean stuff is hard to find. I mean, it's up there. Tyler was like that for a minute, mm. and then he went mainstream. He was underground, you know, you know, golf and everything like that. And then he mm. went when he went above ground. Everything went normal. He became target ready. He wasn't target ready for years. Yonkers was so mm. dark and gritty compared to like what he's doing today. Like Igor, mm. Igor is the, the transition now into he got in everybody's house. Igor mm. is the house out. Igor got into everybody's house and everybody's car. Everything after that is all money. Mm-hmm. So random question. Have y'all talked about the Lil Yachty album that came out earlier in the year? No, we need to. We need to. I, I, you know, I, my kids, my kids hooked on Yadi, and uh, she's still thinking Minnesota. Walking around the house thinking Minnesota. I looked at her one day. I was like, "Where'd you get that from?" TikTok. So like, he runs TikTok, and every, you know, his ad libs and his lines live everywhere. But we yeah, do need to talk was, about him. I was not messing with him. Like nobody was. Couple songs. Couple. <laughs> yeah, a couple songs, and then. I heard the album. I was like, oh, huh. <laughs> well, you know much- he he's smart. He's very smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like I would say like like you know, no disrespect to Uzi. Uzi Uzi's a different animal in that mm-hmm. situation. Uzi is like that kid in your neighborhood that walks around making these sounds and everybody thinks they're hot, but they not he's not really doing anything. I mean, he's a he's a nice artist because his creativity is like out there on an, another planet. He's one of those artists, like you know, you talk about yeah, where he's already on Mars, but we don't understand it. And one day, like forty years later, you're like, man, that dude was nice. Because that's how that's how that's how it is. With most of these artists. I mean, Yachty's like that too. Mm-hmm. Yachty's, yo, know, those Boats albums are incredible, production wise. Mm-hmm. You know, the lyrical content. What are you talking about? And then you sit there and go. Look, Yachty made an album like this. No, the videos. Mm-hmm. Think about broccoli and the rest of that stuff. Yeah, you that's know? how I felt like about Vince and like mm-hmm. even one that throw in there is like XXX. Like, oh, he was, like, he's I a, wish he's a sleeper. Yeah, like I wish we had more of him. It's like how I feel about Pop Smoke. Like, damn, like too soon. Ooh. Like how you said, like, mm-hmm. like these artists that got, you know, got uh, deleted before. You know they can really hit their strides. Like it sucks because it's like you like how we were talking about X too. Like the voice, mm-hmm. you know, the cadences, the way they can touch different genres, and like even hearing like some documentaries with uh, XXX. Like boy was hip hop for real. Like you want to talk about a hybrid artist that was like like you're a whole ass like three decades behind damn near. Mm-hmm. And like for you to know like boom bats and like you know like indifferent drum and cadences and stuff like that, very in tune with the monologness of the music overall, oh, it just like really fucked me up. I was like, damn, like what the hell? You couldn't get more projects out of these artists before they 
You know, it's kind of like how, like how you guys Juke talk world. about you. Yeah, even yeah. like Jude, man, like a lot of these dudes that came up in that era, like, like they were, they weren't mainstream, and now it's like we won't even, they can't even, they can't break mainstream because now they're they're held to a cap now because they're not here with us. So it's like, well, you know, AI is here to save us all, unfortunately. Man, so. some of the stuff I remember sending Jason stuff. I'm like, do you hear this shit? Like, like mm-hmm. I sat here and like, uh, like halfway crooks. I like it sounds so fucking different when I think who they had. I heard I think they had Biggie do it mm-hmm. and Pop. I was just like, what the, f-? like yo, like this. I'm conflicted. <laughs> like, like, like this is crazy. And then how Michael sounds like the weekend. Like I'm like, yo, like this is concerning. Like I'm, I almost want to champion because like one of my DJ book friends, he was just like, I don't, I'm not fucking with none of that shit. Like I was like, I understand, but do you understand? Like he was like the exception to the rule with that. He was like, let's take being Siegel. Like his vocals are just wrecked. Like if you had gave if you give him Chad TV or AI to fucking put out another album, but using his vocals, but his oh. still his lyrics behind it, but they could synthesize his voice. Like I'm like, then I'll take the handicap, put the bumpers on. You know what I'm saying? But or, like, or the DLC. Uh, the man, if we could get him to come back out, like, man, the West Coast will be so so livid. You know, like, but. I, I, I don't I'm know. Love, I, I would love to hear. I would love to hear Nate Dog on another mm, mm. another collab. That was for good. real. Another oh. Nate Dog. Yeah, put Nate Dog on every hook. Mm. They mm. they've been they've been playing around with that in the a lot lately. Nate Dog's voice been all over some of these underground tracks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're starting to they're starting to do a lot more big big on everything now. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I always tell people, like you know. Big and Pac, the thing was, you know, to me, Pac, Pac was like a warrior. Big was like that evil assassin sitting in the back of the room. You know, that person's watching everybody, you know, in that regard. Mm-hmm. I think that if he survived that situation and he's still here today, hip-hop is totally different than what you see. You know, you, you don't have the the split you have right now. You know, the way things split mm-hmm. and break down the middle, you know, mm-hmm. that, that split's going to be there forever. I mean, because, you know, there isn't really, it's no, it's not coastal as it used to be. Now it's more, um, it's it's like Midwest out, what you're starting to see right now. Like a lot of the music is coming from our area, coming to Chicago land, that Indiana, they say it's like the next, the next big, uh, they say, they mm-hmm. say Gary, Indiana is the next big hip hop area. And I'm looking at it, it's like Freddie Gibbs and them. And I'm laughing about this, like, you know, Freddie's okay. I like Freddie, but, what else in Indiana are you telling me is going to be this nice that it's going to affect the whole genre, the whole industry? So are they more like drill rappers? I'm not no, I'm not sure who's coming out of Indiana. It's like, more like drill? It's this drill, because New York is drilling now, too, as you probably already right. know. Oh, is, yeah. Yeah, New York is drilling hard. I mean, you know, Bobby Smurder them started that movement out there, mm-hmm. and it's, it's mm-hmm. escalating. And then Chicago, everything sounds like they're about to go to combat. Everything sounds like you're getting ready to go get the shotgun and you're about to go up in somebody's house. About to spun the block real quick. Well, twenty think about it, it's a twenty one savage life right now. You think about it, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody, you know, Drake Drake is like Jay Z. Jay Z is like a vampire. He sucks the styles and he started rapping like them Philly boys. 
Mm-hmm. And you know that Philly, that Philly style was like boxing. He took the Philly boxing. He took the Philly rapping style. He uh, mm-hmm. he kept he kept uh, Chris and young you know, young Chris and all of them around him. Chris and Neef. He sucked them in. He took their style. There's a video on YouTube where Ashley, they're rapping. Well, they said he they're rapping like him, but he's rapping like them. Like mm-hmm. like all the Philly artists, you know, like you know he you know he keeps those young artists around him to stay relevant because he ain't out there no more. So he mm-hmm. ain't in the streets. So the thing is, he brings the streets to the studio. He mm-hmm. sit there. He you know he's a, he's an expert with spit your best you know spit your best bars. He take their bars and spit it back at them. His 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 ability is he don't write. He just listens and attacks. <laughs> you know and that's that's a that's a lost <laughs> art form. He can mm-hmm. take your so, shit out. Look at Drake. Who mm-hmm. so someone was someone was saying this about Drake. They were mm-hmm. like, yo. People be like, how come Drake don't act no more? And I'm like, what if Drake is his act? Like, how he be stealing these people's stuff and he continuously, like, transform that dude. Like, I feel like maybe Aubrey was, you know, rapping when he first came out or something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, can't give me a Drake sound. Like, he don't act no more because he's acting 24-7. And, and it constantly changes characters and seasons. Like, just goes, goes, mm-hmm. goes, goes, goes. And I was just like, it's kind of genius. You know, it's kind of funny but like sometimes say that because it's like that um that Bobby interview he did. I saw it before mm-hmm. they took it down. Mm-hmm. And to your point, he memory he he even like the Yachty interview that was like that Bobby interview, like he mirrors the people that he's next to. And he like to your point, he's cloning. And like low key is like I, I don't wanna like I remember he said this line like I call you He's. She was like, "Oh, put say my name in the song, like change, like no, I'm not gonna do that because then it's like it creates a whole different fucking song, and you could take credit for that, or you can make money off of that. I'm not gonna make my song and put a new line in it." But then he's like, he said something slick to her in regards to that uh, request, like I'll call you Thotty Bobby, like you know, what I'm saying <laughs> like if he would have leaned into that some more, he could create a whole wave of like fucking memes and shit, or like shit Drake raps about memes like back in the day type posts like and it's just to me it's like like how y'all are talking about him like yeah he kind of like it's like is he active i mean that's not far that's not far-fetched i think i think everybody's acting in the booth because they're using their imagination but i guess it's like to your point like where is this his like every i think every artist has a baseline like you know me for this and it's kind of like Drake yeah. is known as an actor and then turned into a rapper. And then it's like, oh, you also sing too? So it's <laughs> kind of like, he kind of was like, you could say maybe one of those first industry plans. Because I remember when he was at the Grammys and he was rapping with Wayne and he he had a knee injury and he was oh. sitting on a stool. I was just like, this is a bad look. And I was like, I don't like this guy. But then, you know, the best I ever had came out. And then, you know, a couple more records and Young Money. And then you decide you get pumped up with all this, you know, juice going into the industry. I, and then you got I feel like groups. that's a whole, I feel like that's a whole pot itself, man. Can we talk about yeah. Young Money's four or five mm-hmm. year run? Mm-hmm. Like, the rise they, of They were putting out, and like mm-hmm. everyone with, you want to talk about hybrids? They literally had like four people on the, on the roster yeah. that was actually in their yeah. hybrid bag. Like when Wayne, mm-hmm. like I don't mind Wayne's songs where he was actually singing, and I don't, you know, so he was doing some of the, you know, melodic type stuff. We've already talked about Nicki, 
Drake was doing mm-hmm. what Drake do. But then mm-hmm. I think I don't know. Well, they had they signed so many random people like on and off. Only one I'm mm-hmm. glad that really didn't kind of work out was um, I didn't think Omarion kind of fit within whatever he was doing. But I like mm-hmm. the tracks that he did with uh, Maybach music. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the I thought him Wale um, and and Rick Rick Ross low key he probably has some of the best uh, recent kind of you know R and B kind of collabs and certain things like how he do his stuff like. I know I still like some of his hard stuff, but I would probably say Rick Rick got some Rick got some stuff too, man. Like I, I don't I like his collabs. Well, well think, think about Maybach music and you think about um all the songs the song, you know, you know, with Drake and everything on there basically. Don't you got Drake singing on that one track? And you know, uh, it's nuts. I mean, like you know, Rick's probably got the best R and B collaborations out there. And then you know, you think for Rick with uh, Wale and everything a couple of times, you know, when they were all one big happy family. So yeah. So so Rick has always did good on R and B tracks. That's why Puff reached out to him from Bad Boy because he saw the Biggie similarity. Biggie was good on R and B tracks. So Rick is Rick is um, is poor man's Biggie in that situation. To be honest with you, you know he. He could do more, but you know what? He his his interest is diverse and spread out more so than big at this point. He's doing everything, wings, you know, selling anything under the sun. You know, he's wearing mm-hmm. small jackets on TV right now with you know with the stomach hanging oh, out. Lord, oh, yeah. Lord. You saw the Fed, you saw the Fed Joe picture recently? No. Oh man, what happened? He got the shirt on, man, with the with the tummy, the, the wrinkled tummy, man. I saw it the other day, uh-uh. and I was like, "Yeah, it's wild." And um, I'm gonna Google this real quick, Fat Joe. Everybody's com- <laughs> everybody's comfortable now. I guess that's a good thing. Yes, it's not a good look. I mean, it's like same with uh, with mm-hmm. uh, we should call it um, mm-hmm. motherfucking uh. What's his DJ friend? DJ Cali. Yeah. Don't catch you outside. Don't let me catch you outside, son. Like you you yeah. do too much. Nah, 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 that's been good. I think I think definitely what we do is uh we definitely do an episode. Let's let's get into that little that, that Yachty album. And I wanna mm-hmm. I wanna talk about the rise and fall of young money. <laughs> yeah, rise and fall of young money. I was telling Jay, like I want I wanna do a fifty cent G unit. No, uh, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, because that would be dope. Because that's like I would tell you, man. Too. You want to talk about uh, who who sound good on R and B track? Lloyd Banks sound good on an R and B track, man. All of them. Like smile, smile is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like man. So Lloyd, Lloyd got a Lloyd got a few. Yeah. Just like oh okay. Good. So mm-hmm. I man, well, yo, I gotta, I gotta run, man. But this was, this was dope, man. Hope to chop it up yeah. with again. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely All right, yeah, yeah, definitely check us out. Everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, Want to thank you guys for coming out, uh, PJ and uh, and Q. Yeah, we'll definitely get back on and do another episode. But yeah, definitely go out and listen to something dope today. Don't listen to trash. There's, there's always <laughs> somebody out there with good music. So enjoy yeah. your day. All right, y'all. Peace. All right. I'm trying to listen. Go, go, 
please, please speak, please say what you're saying. But continue. 